On the cusp of the NFL scouting combine, what can we learn about the 2024 NFL draft by looking back and following trends from past drafts for every single team in the NFC? Coming at you right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. We appreciate all the everydayers out there, and we appreciate it even more if you subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. And uh, if you missed yesterday's episode, if you missed past year's pre-draft episodes of the draft ditties, the draft trends, Matt Williamson's draft notes. And uh, again, Matt, tell everybody where they can find the hard copy of your draft ditties every year. Yeah, I do this for Draft Digest, and I do all their team needs. And um, Fran Duffy from the Eagle Eagles actually writes up all the players. So we're kind of the uh, secret pens behind the, the the whole operation now for the last several years. So you can find them there. Uh, that's not out yet. That'll be out cl- much closer to the draft as a hard copy. But I think it's a great way to just kind of just talk about all these teams. And, and we're leading off with Dallas. They have a really interesting quarterback trend. Yeah, let's go. Draft ditties, uh, the draft trends for every team. We're doing AFC or uh, NFC today. If you want the AFC teams, go back to uh, yesterday's podcast and you can find all those notes and uh, super interesting. Some are bigger than others. Some trends are the same as last year's and you just add another year. Uh, Let's start with the East and go Dallas Cowboys. What is their draft trend? So, I mean, this is the beauty of hitting on Dak Prescott as well as Tony Romo, who was undrafted. So they've had two really good quarterbacks. I know they get scrutinized because it's the, you know, the big D and they're, they're not Troy Aikman or Roger Staubach for that matter, but still. Both, since better, it, than, both better than Troy Aikman, by the way. So go ahead. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, so, that's my ongoing thing about Troy Aikman. Like uh, he was a good quarterback and they won a lot with Troy Aikman. Yeah, go back yeah. and look at Troy Aikman's numbers. Oh, they're minuscule. You don't want them on your fantasy team. They're awful. They're like awful. M- more interceptions than touchdowns type stuff. And he's winning the Super Bowl. This is crazy. That is crazy. But anyway, few might remember, but when the, since they drafted Quincy Carter in the second round in 2001, they've only drafted five other quarterbacks, one of whom is Dak Prescott. But those five average draft slot is 148th overall. That's bonkers. I mean, and they've had good quarterbacks since 2001, but they've paid nothing for them. And then here's another one that's a little bit different, a little more recent. Since 2015, the Cowboys have made 17 selections in either the first or second round, and only five of them have been on offense. It's amazing. If you go back to, what was it, 2001 with Quincy Carter? Yeah, yeah. Crazy that that was that long ago. Um, if you go back and look at the Dallas Cowboys, and obviously Tony Romo wasn't drafted at all. Right, right. And you look at the Cowboys and, and their drafts and their quarterbacks, and they've had really good quarterback play uh, and haven't spent hardly any capital on them. And then you go look at teams like the the Browns or, or whoever. That the Jets. Draft Jets. And they have nothing to show for it. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, it was like 
Bledsoe, Romo, Dak. It's like, okay, you know, they traded for Bledsoe or picked them up off free agency, and that's who they've had, and it's been well above average. How about – there's a lot of interesting ones, actually, in the NFC East. Uh, the New York Giants, I remember this one, and uh, we're going all the way back to Carl Banks in 1984. Yeah, th- them and the Eagles have a couple trends I use every year because they're pretty mind-boggling, and then I try to add a little something newer to it. But they drafted Carl Banks in the first round in 1984. Since then, they have not drafted a linebacker in the first round. I mean, that was 1984. I was 11. And there was a lot of years where teams drafted linebackers much higher than they do oh, now. Yeah. And and that trend's going to continue this year because they're definitely not drafting a linebacker at, what, pick six? No. I mean, 100% they're not. Also, they've made eight picks in the top 12 since 2014. And they are going to play – it looks like they're going to make another one because they have the six overall selection. I mean, you're picking in the top 12 nine of 13 years. You're a pretty bad organization. Yeah, they, they can't get it right. And no. – you know, Thought things were headed in the right direction first year under Brian Dable, and then they're back there again, picking in the top 10. Yeah. The the Eagles are bonkers, by the way. I mean, the Eagles have some of the the strongest trends of any team. And I wonder if that changes because we know they ignore safeties and linebackers and they draft linemen like crazy. But, you know, your Niners rip them apart in the middle of the field, as do other teams. I wonder if they're going to reevaluate some of these massive trends I'm about to tell you about. Or do they address it in free agency and then still draft the same? Uh, so, like organizational philosophies, how you know these, these are ingrained. How far can you get away from them? And and if you're the Eagles, there's so many questions too with the way their season ended. And there was a report. You see a report about the the dude on the sideline, Big Dom. And I saw something. I didn't click on. And it, Nick though. Sirianni's like, oh, Nick Sirianni fell apart without Big Dom and was fighting with players and was like. You need a babysitter on the sideline? That's bad. I mean, that's you need a bodyguard. Yeah. So weird. Uh, but I, obviously, for the Eagles, the loss of offensive and defensive coordinators in the same offseason off hurt them. And mm-hmm. they got some big name guys back in those roles this year. So, is that all they needed? It, it was that the key to get things back on track, or was it, you know, personnel philosophy? So, we'll see. We'll see. But listen to these trends, though. They haven't taken a running back in the first round since 1983. And kind of like linebackers, running backs used to litter the first round back mm-hmm. then. You know, 1983, they haven't taken a first round running back. They haven't taken a first round corner since 2002. Now, that's strange to me. Like, that, maybe that needs to change for sure, because that is a premium position in a passing league. And we know they ignore linebackers. They have not drafted an off-the-ball linebacker in either of the first two rounds since 2012. These are long times. What pick did the Eagles have this year? Uh, 24-ish, something like that. They were first round eliminated, so maybe a little yeah. earlier. Yeah, it this, could be a corner. This might be the corner year. That's a good, that's a sweet spot for a corner, I think, yeah. in this class. Yeah, it might finally break one of these trends. Is it? I think that no corner since 2002 in the first round is crazier than no running back since 1983. I do too. I do too. I mean, through the 80s and 90s, there's a lot of running backs going. That's a little odd. But the fact that they don't do it recently, I think, is smart. Not taking a corner since 2002, though, is maybe not so smart. Shady McCoy is a second rounder? Yes. Out of pit. Washington Commanders to finish up the NFC East. Okay, so their last eight first-round picks, only two have been on offense. I think we expect that to kind of change with the second overall pick this year. 
And then this past year, when they took Emmanuel Forbes in the first round, that's the first time they've used a first-round pick on a defensive back since 2007. I mean, that's right there with the Eagles. That was on LaRon Landry, too, who was an in-the-box safety. Where do I – I can't – I guess it's not surprising. I'm drawing a blank. I'm trying to think of – I'm trying to think of cover guys in Washington – since that time, since LaRon Landry. Yeah. I mean, I think they've got some in free agency. I think the fact that you can't remember means that they are not high pedigree guys. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> That's not so great. One uh, at B Peacock at Williamson NFL or uh, in the YouTube comments. If you're watching this, who are we're talking about Daryl green. I mean, yeah. we're talking about- <laughs> Champ Bailey. Yeah. Right. Uh, so um, yeah, that, Oh yeah. Champ Bailey. And uh, one of the worst, one of the worst slash best trades ever. No doubt. No doubt. Okay. So next we are going to get to the rest of the NFC draft notes, draft trends for every team in the national football conference. Next up Chicago bears in the North. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by our friends at Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wonder what adventure could be right around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a new lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. And I'm talking about the 2024 Nissan Rogue. Perfect for city drives and great escapes. And gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, Google Play Store are all built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen infotainment system the 2024 nissan pathfinder uh, has room for up to eight an expansive cargo capacity and advanced available 4x4 capability as well we're talking a 284 horsepower and up to 6,000 pounds of towing with the pathfinder when adventure calls the pathfinder is there to answer so take the nissan rogue nissan pathfinder or the 2024 nissan armada and go find your next big adventure Shop NissanUSA.com. Here we go on to the NFC North. We got the South and West to come as well. What kind of draft trends did you see here for the Chicago Bears? Yeah, they've only made two first-round picks over the five, the past five drafts. You know, yesterday we talked about like the Khalil Mack trade, and you know they, they've they've only made, you wonder why you're rough. You've only made two first-round picks over five years. But they've made seven second-round selections over the past four years. And they even traded one away for Claypool last year. There could have been another. Clearly, they've done some weird things with team building. They have. They especially have. with the drafts. And, you know, uh, one big miss at quarterback. Another odd quarterback draft, fire everybody. Then the yeah you know, now we you know trade him is he your guy? It would be something, man. Chicago Bears and I kind of want it for him. Like just Caleb Williams be the guy. Just yeah, be yeah, that yeah. Guy yeah. And and have a great quarterback. I mean, I know even really good quarterback, right? I mean, you gotta yeah. yeah. Just give me a t- hit, you know, like hit on a Dak or a Romo. <laughs> it doesn't even have to be alone. Right. Get, you know, right. get lucky, even if it's not the first pick, and yeah. Or, or if it's Fields, go all in and, and really help the guy out because I think Fields is a better quarterback or, you know, he's a, certainly a better talent than Jim McMahon was. 
He'll oh, no the, question. Build the 85 Bears around fields, and you probably win a lot of games. <laughs> but, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. But they have been a weird team-building team for quite a while now. And there's no curse. Just figure it out. Get it right. Just figure it out. Get better. Right. Detroit Lions. Okay. This one was a bit of a squint, but we know that they really built this team on offensive linemen. So over the last nine years, four of their first picks were used on offensive linemen, and they're reaping the benefits of that. You know, Ragdow and Sewell, those type of dudes. But even though they made four first-round picks over the past two drafts, None of those were on offensive linemen. You know, we know that they were the skill guys and, you know, Gibbs and those type of dudes. So they've made a lot of first-round picks recently. They have a history of adding offensive linemen in the first round, but not both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, interesting. I wonder if they'll focus more on the premium positions this year. And, you know, we were critical. They got good players. But their first four picks, even in the second round last year, were all non Premium positions. Not O linemen for sure. Right. Yeah. Premium and then, again, yeah, not premium positions. They have some really good players. And the thing about premium they did, they positions did. is they get expensive. And Daniel Jeremiah recently talked about um Brock Bowers this year and, and using a, a top 10 pick on a tight end. You throw away the value of a rookie contract when yes. the rookie at that position is already making top of the market money. Yeah, he's making the same number as you would franchise in him. Yeah, you know, like if Brock, Brock Bowers is going to make franchise tag type tight end money, that, that should be reserved for someone in his fifth or sixth year. That's the best tight end in the league. Uh, defense, though, right for the Lions. I think corner is almost a lock unless they happen to land a big dog in free agency. But Sutton's OK, but they need another corner bad yeah, corner run late round one. Calling it. Yeah. Yep. 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 Green Bay Packers. Green Bay is pretty interesting to me as well because you talk about a trend. The own, they've, with the exception of Jordan Love in 2020, every one of the Packers' first picks have been on the defensive side of the ball since 2011. I mean, it's they draft a defensive player every year. We we all know Rodgers never got a first round receiver. Yeah, all <laughs> Rodgers got on the all, the only thing he got in the first round was Jordan Love to replace him. That's I mean that's the <laughs> exact thing I, I thought of is like man it's hilarious because oh right here's the year we're gonna we're gonna draft offense we're gonna help out Aaron Rodgers oh no actually we got the guy to replace Aaron Rodgers <laughs> exactly and then this is a little crazy too they drafted 13 players last year that's the most in this organization has had since 1991 you bring 13 players in and we saw it they got better and better as the year went on yeah a lot a lot of young talent I mean that yeah. could be crazy. And uh, I'd like a lot of those wide receivers they got in there as well. Tight ends. I mean, uh, that could be a lot of fun. If Jordan Love really is the real deal, like he looked like in the second half of last year, look out. And uh, maybe they got the right defensive coordinator to make those all those first-rounders on defense play the way they should. Absolutely. I mean, they even had Wyatt and the, the two Georgia dudes two years ago. Two of them were first-round picks. You know, linebacker and Wyatt. Finishing up the North with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, this was they only took six players last year, which is very, very unvikings like under this regime because over the four classes before that, they drafted 28 guys, nine of which were in the first or second round, which leads me to the thought of shouldn't you be better then? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean that's why they were like six guys last year was like, you know what? The other strategy wasn't working. Like, how yeah. do you miss? How do you have so many? Throws at the dartboard and still miss. Yeah. I mean, nine picks in the first and second round over four drafts and 28 picks 
a lot of them aren't even with the team anymore. Although some of those were like, they were, there were a lot of late ones, like four seventh rounders. They did one year was really goofy. Like you can't, there's not even room on the team for all those guys. Like that's a bad strategy. Yeah. Yeah. You can go too far in that direction. Uh, yes, we'll we'll yes. get to the Rams who kind of have a similar strategy, but have done it, I think a lot better than the, than uh, yeah. the Minnesota Vikings have. Uh, next up though, is the NFC South and the Atlanta Falcons. Who's yeah, your out quarterback. They're a headliner here. So they, they took, Desmond Ritter, 74th overall. Remember, he really was not that high a pick. That was 2020. And before that, though, the last time they took a quarterback was on Sean Renfrey, who I've never heard of, with the 249th overall pick. Ritter and Renfrey are the only quarterbacks selected by the Falcons since they drafted Matt Ryan. So, I mean, Matt Ryan was really good. But you never drafted in, like anybody behind him, a fifth round pick or you know any de- dedication to the quarterback position. And then another little note on them is five of the past six Falcons first round picks have been on offense, which shouldn't shock anyone. Bijan and Pitts and you know London. And for those of you out there like me uh, who also had never heard of Sean Renf- Renfrey, a seventh round quarterback out of Duke in 2013. So there you so go. So not exactly dedicating a lot of resources. Since two thousand, since drafting Matt Ryan in two thousand eight, and you don't have to draft a lot of quarterbacks when you have someone that good for that long, but not even backups. I was like, take a fifth round pick, you know. And clearly, you know, they've had trouble replacing Matt Ryan as well. I mean, like during the Tom Brady year, they drafted a lot of dudes on day two. During the Rodgers and Favre year, they drafted a lot of you know decent quarterbacks. You know, Carolina Panthers. What is their recent draft trends? Yeah, it's not pretty. So over the past four drafts, four drafts, their average first selection is at 5.5 overall, including number one last year. And they've picked in the top nine, seven of the last 13 years. And they're still the worst team in the league. And they don't have a first rounder this year. Uh, That's inept, miserable. miserable. Inept was a word that comes to mind there. Um, yeah. What year, what year did Tepper buy the team? Older than you think, because I remember looking this up. It's been maybe 10 years ago. It's oh. I, 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 maybe eight. I don't know. I was thinking it was like five years ago. I did too. And I, I think it was a couple of years more than I originally thought. Next up in the South is the New York, uh, the New Orleans Saints, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then some really interesting NFC West trends that are going to change this year because uh, a lot more high draft picks to be had in that division we'll get to it next the next segment of peacock and williamson is sponsored by better help online therapy sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest big or small and certain things can really start to get to you it's important let that out uh, you, you I, I can't stress enough you can't let the small thing become the big thing and it's especially important to let those things out to someone who's unbiased in your life. And that's where therapy comes in. And therapy can be different for everyone, whether it's personal life, work, some people maybe too, maybe having too many real life problems because of what uh, their sports team has done to them. Uh, You got (laughs) to get that out. Sometimes you just need to check in every single week and and make sure you're hitting the goals you want to hit in your life. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints 
draft trends, Matt? This one's really harsh. And bear with me here because everyone knows the Saints, you know, this time of year, every year, they're a hundred million over the cap. You know what I mean? Like they live, they max out their credit cards like no one's business. So you would think you'd want to make a lot of draft picks because you're always cutting guys and, you know, just bring in as much cheap stuff as you can because you have no cap space. They're the opposite though. So since 2008, which I don't condone at all, they've only drafted 93 players since 2008, which doesn't mean anything to you guys, but that's only 5.8 draft picks per year. I mean, that's well, well under league average. And over the past five years, they've only made 27 draft picks over five years, and nine of them were in the sixth or seventh round. It's uh, it's a little bit of the stars and scrubs approach. Yeah, it's a little yeah. bit of unrelenting in, look, we're going to uh, restructure, up. we're going to do everything we can to not blow this thing up. And I, I think it'll be fair to start to look at the end of the Sean Payton era. Um, at what point maybe they should have said, okay, let's let's reset this thing and, and go through a full mm-hmm. rebuild because I'm not sure the Saints are you know any better off or, or the, the, right now than they were, you know two, three, four years ago, uh, and, and you're kind of treading water at that point. Now, this is this blows you away. I was born in 1973. I'm an old man. But the last time the Saints used a first or second round pick on a quarterback was on Archie Manning in 1971. <laughs> They've never done it in your lifetime. First or second round. That is hard first to or second for, for any NFL team. Yeah. For 50-plus years to not select the most important position in your sport in the first or second round is is kind of wild. Over 50 years. That's insane. Right. Yeah. And I don't know how you do it. I mean, they got Breeze for a pick, or, or they in free agency. And, yeah. I mean, there was a lot of years they were the ain'ts, you know, that they were a horrible team when I was a kid. They were the worst organization. But even That's- Breeze, that was only a fifth of that time. Yeah, right. You know, Carr didn't cost him a first or second round. You know, they didn't draft him. You know, they didn't draft Brooks back in the day. You know, I mean, it's they don't use high picks on quarterbacks. How about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? They have now used a top 50 pick on a defensive player eight years in a row. And in four of the past six drafts, Tampa's first selection has been on a defensive lineman. Since 2018, they have made no fewer than six selections but no more than eight players drafted in any of those classes. So they've never had a really big class or a really small class, but they have used a lot of resources on defense, especially linemen, you know, Vita Vea, uh, there's quite a few of them of late. Let's move on to the NFC West to finish up the NFC portion and to finish up Matt Williamson's 2024 draft ditties. Trends in the West, a lot of first-round picks to happen in this division where there's been the fewest first-round picks in recent history, and uh, the Cardinals have uh, have two of them, right? Two of them. What's that? I'm sorry? And the Cardinals have two first-round picks this year, don't they? Or they, yeah, they, they do. They do. Two. And I think they're starting to figure it out. You know, the, they took Paris Johnson last year. Great. But before that, they had five first-round picks over six draft classes. Three were for linebackers, and the other two were spent on quarterbacks, Rosen and Kyler. And those linebackers were like Simmons and Reddick and Zayon Collins. They weren't even true linebackers. None of them were true linebackers. Yeah, none of them. And 
the Reddick one was the most egregious because Brutal. he was a great, valuable player, and they just played him at the wrong position and misevaluated him. And then they did it again, getting a safety slash linebacker. And then Zayvon Collins is, you know, like kind of a borderline edge, big. I mean, what is he? Yeah, I didn't. Uh, so weird, so weird. And like part of it is, I remember the remember the Detroit Lions when they drafted four first round receivers in a row. And sometimes it's just really like, oh man, this, yeah. this is how the board fell. But it would have been a mistake to not draft Calvin Johnson, even though he was the fourth of those. That was the right one. Right, 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 right. Like it's like. Do the is the right linebacker there for the Cardinals that pick uh what is it 27 or whatever it is that they have uh in round one? I don't know, but uh does that make I think this regime league? just gets it much better than the old one did. I'm I, I, I'm bullish on this regime. I think mm-hmm. Cardinals fans should be excited about the direction things are going there. And um the Rams have a first round pick, Matt. Yeah, they do. But the last time they've had a first round pick was on Jared Goff in 2016. That has to be the longest stretch in the Super Bowl era a team has gone without making a first-round pick. It has to be. I mean, Jared Goff's entire career. But we mentioned this yesterday. They're still really good at making picks. I mean, despite not having a selection in, in, over in the first round over the last six years, they average just under 10 players brought in via the draft per year anyways. So they do get a lot of middle-class cheap talent. And they also drafted 14 players last year. And we're starting to see some of those players play well. Yeah, and yeah. even though they, even though they're not household first round names or big time free agents, they they probably have a better roster. They definitely had a better roster than it looked like going into last year, uh, and they still have yeah. some some star power to show for it. Uh, even though they lacked those first round picks, but it's important to have those those high picks and get high end talent, especially mm-hmm. at certain positions. And so, um, but who knows? Maybe they're going to trade away picks. And it, People always say Les Snead doesn't like picks. He loves picks. He just hasn't liked the first rounders as much. Exactly. You know, getting ready. Brings in a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like we laughed. I mean, I, th- I found it laughable when the season opened or the preseason who the Rams defense was other than Aaron Donald. Well, they're a bunch of fifth and sixth round picks that are getting valuable playing time and turning into a decent unit. Developing into decent players. And we will start knowing more and more of those names. Yeah. San Francisco 49ers haven't picked in the first round in a while. Not quite as long as the Rams, but um, as someone who covers the 49ers, it's been nice to be able to look at some prospects and be like, hey, they might draft one of these really good players. Yeah, and I'm sure you're aware of some of these, but since 2013, that's 11 draft classes. The Niners' first pick has been on defense nine out of 11 times. So they've been using their first pick as a, on a defensive player a very high percentage of the time. As you and look going back recently, in 2020 they only made five choices, which is a very low number. But still, when you factor in that decade from 2013 to 2023, they averaged 9.3 draft picks per year, even even though they didn't pick till 87th overall last year. So they're another team that's making a lot of picks, and I'm sure I'm going to steal the words out of your mouth. A lot of it's because. Everyone's pillaging their coaches and picking up all these comp picks left and right, you know? Yeah, the 49ers uh, and Rams, even though they haven't been picking in the first round, have had a ton of mid-round picks and have been playing the heck out of the comp pick game, which I love. Love. Uh, And those two, it's funny because 11 or what was it, 9 of 11 of those draft picks were on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, their first pick. Like I even counted the safety last year that was late, but their first choice. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, One of them was the three 
the reason they didn't draft in the first round was for Trey Lance, and they they didn't have anything to show for that, but found mm-hmm. their Mr. Irrelevant uh, that ended up being their starting quarterback. And the other one was they traded up for both their offensive players. Actually, 2020 was that draft where they were a little light. They traded for Trent Williams, and then they also moved up for Brandon Ayuk in that class. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And we're finishing up the draft ditties with the Seattle Seahawks. So much like the other best teams in this division, they make a lot of picks as well. So I, I almost forgot about this, but in 2021, the Seahawks only made three draft picks. But still, if you go all the way back to 2012 till present, they averaged still 9.1 players drafted per year. And over the past five drafts, they've made eight selections in the second round. So they're not all a bunch of seventh rounders either. I, I forgot about that 2021. Yeah, class. three picks. Dwayne Eskridge, Trey Brown, and Stone Forsyth. Where okay. did the where did the picks go though? Jamal Adams. Oh, <laughs> oh ouch. Yeah, that was, that's yep. Oof. That's troubling. Yep. That one hurt. They had a stretch there where they were they, they traded picks for Jimmy Graham, Percy Harvin. They did a lot of that there for a while mm-hmm. under Carroll. Yeah. yeah, they were they were trying, and then to, they dumped Wilson, and it's now they're the uh, taking the other side of it, right? And we see which strategy works better, don't we? Yeah, going all in for Jamal Adams is not the right call. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love Jamal Adams too. Early career Jamal Adams, I, I I loved him coming out of LSU. Yep. Obviously injuries, and and he's just kind of the wrong style of current NFL safety. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe he resurrect his career as a linebacker. Somewhere. Better to draft cam chancellor in the fifth round than it is to give up multiple high picks for jamal adams and pay him like crazy yeah Yeah. legion of boom 2.0 didn't come to fruition and after an amazing class in 2022 didn't quite follow it up and that ties into the texans who had the best draft class last year Mm -hmm. got that going you got to follow it up and you got to keep those those guys uh plexi got plexiglass principle right man absolutely absolutely all right that's the draft notes, the draft trends, Matt Williamson's draft ditties for 2024. If you see any other trends, let us know about them at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Drop a comment on YouTube. Matt and I back Monday. Combine preview time. Matt's on his way to Indy. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson. <laughs>